This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. Turn with me to Revelation 22. Revelation 22 and verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And just verse 1 again. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And if you turn with me as well to Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. And reading from verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Uh, My message to you tonight is let it flow. Let it flow. Let the rivers of living water flow in your life and out of your life and through your life. These waters in Revelation Ezekiel speak of salvation and the blessings of salvation. In this age, in the age of the new covenant, it also speaks of the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to think about this tonight this living water, this, this river of living water that, that is flowing from the throne of God and it's flowing into our lives, bringing us salvation and it's, it's, it's giving us power and ability to do the, holy, the works of the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's also flowing out, this river of living water. Where are you at with that tonight? Do you feel blessed? Do you feel encouraged and uplifted, joyful? If that's you, good, good, that's, that's great. If that's you, you've learned to flow in the river of the water of life. You've learned to tap into God's flow of his rich life-giving flow that comes from his throne. And the question I'd ask you, if that's you tonight, if you're full of joy and you're, you're uplifted, you're encouraged tonight, are you sharing it? Are you sharing it? Are you letting it flow out? Because it's one thing being encouraged inwardly, and, and certainly that can be expressed in joyful praise and shouts. But are we actually sharing it? Are we letting it flow out? Maybe 
you are sitting tonight and you're in a different situation to that, in a different condition. Maybe you feel stuck, stuck in a rut, stiff, stale, stagnant in your walk with God. Maybe you've lost your vitality, maybe you've lost your, your vigor or your zeal, maybe that's how you feel tonight. And if that's you, I want you to know, and I'm sure you can sense it already tonight from the worship, things can change. Things can change. Things can change tonight. They don't have to change later in the week. They don't have to change next month. We're here. The Holy Spirit's here. And whatever situation you're in, this is your opportunity tonight. Things can change. You need to get back into the flow, if that's you. The flow of God's life-giving waters. Have I been there? Yes, I have been there. Where it's dry, where it's stale, where it's stagnant. It's called being human. It's called being human. And that's what, that's what we are. We're human. There's seasons that we don't feel like it. We just can't seem to get through. But seasons change, as we know from even the natural. Seasons change. The dark night of the soul will pass. And, and many of you sitting here, I'm sure, have been through a dark night of the soul. And did it pass? Yeah, very likely it, it passed and things moved on. But in most cases, we step out of the flow. We, we usually we don't notice. And, and I'm speaking from experience here. We don't notice. We become distracted from the flow, those life-giving streams that come from God. And, and we head for the riverbank out, out of the main flow. And we, sit, we could sit down, you know, out of that, that, the main flow of that river, and, you know, we become dejected. And, and we look down and we, we say, I, I just don't, I don't feel like this is exciting anymore. You know, it doesn't feel... I don't have the same excitement that I used to have following Jesus. I'm not happy. I'm just not happy. And this is often what happens when we get out of the flow. But turn with me to Psalm 46. Psalm 46, and just verse 4. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, or, or bring joy to the city of God. And, you know, the, the flow of God's river is the answer for you. That's the remedy. What I would advise to you is start small, if that's the situation you're in tonight. Don't make promises to God that you can't keep. You know, we get excited sometimes, and, and we, we promise God the world, and we, we all right, Lord, I'm going to sort it all out, and I'll get back into your word, I'll get back and praying again, and I'll do this, and I'll get up early, and I'll, I'll sort everything out, and it lasts three days, you know, and then we're back out of the flow again. Don't make promises you can't keep, but dip your toes back in. Find the flow. Before you know it, you'll be ankle deep, you'll be knee deep, you'll be waist deep in God's presence and in his blessing. Because the river is always there. Because Jesus is always available. And the river of the waters of life are your inheritance. If you're a believer, it's your inheritance. You have a right to that river. Let me give you a quote from Matthew Henry from his commentary. If any man desires to be truly and forever happy, let him apply to Christ and be ruled by him 
This thirst means strong desires after spiritual blessings, which nothing else can satisfy. So the sanctifying and comforting influences of the Holy Spirit were intended by the waters which Jesus called on them to come to him and drink. The comfort flows plentifully and constantly as a river, strong as a stream to bear down the opposition of doubts and fears. There is a fullness in Christ of grace for grace. The spirit dwelling and working in believers is as a fountain of living, running water out of which plentiful streams flow, cooling and cleansing as water. Let's look back to a couple other Psalms. Let's look at Psalm 36. Verse 8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Uh, and then let's go to Psalm 87. verse 7 just verse 7 both the singers and the players on instruments say all my springs are in you in some translations all my fountains are in you and uh, Jeremiah one of the prophets um, in you don't need to turn to it. Um, Jeremiah 2.13. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. The fountain of living water. The fountain of living water. I mean, we're seeing this in, in numerous places in Scripture. Uh, let's turn our attention now to the New Testament and, and take a look in John 4. Very familiar passage of scripture here, very, very familiar story. The Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, and you know it well. So I'm just going to dip straight in here to verse 10 because most people sitting here is abundantly familiar with this story. Uh, I'm just going to start with Jesus' response to the woman and go on to, to verse 14. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, have you nothing to draw with? And the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will be, become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Of course, in, in, in that passage of scripture, the living water is making a reference there to salvation. To salvation. Let's turn a little bit further to John 7, just a couple of pages over. I have all the way to verse 38 of John 7. 
He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Let's read that again. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And of course, it's clear within the context of John 7 that um, the, the living water is, is speaking of the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which was to come. Uh, but now, of course, that Pentecost has come and gone, this outpouring of the Spirit, this living water that, that flows up from our heart or in some translations from our belly, from our innermost being, is available to all believers. This river of living water, it's speaking of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's our responsibility to manifest the power of the Holy Spirit. Joel 3.18, and in that day the mountains will drip with sweet wine, and the hills will flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah will flow with water. And a spring will go out from the house of the Lord to, to water the valley of Shittim. And of course, we're temples of the Holy Spirit in this age. And a spring will go forth from our hearts to water the valley of Shittim. Albert Burns, let me just quote you what he said about rivers. Rivers, this word is used to express abundance or a full supply. It means here that those who are Christians shall diffuse large and liberal and constant blessings on their fellow men. Or as Jesus immediately explained it, that they shall be the instruments by which the Holy Spirit shall be poured down on the world. Now, before the Spirit can flow in us freely, I believe that we need to have a revelation on two key aspects, not just a head knowledge, but we really need to get into our hearts. And we've already touched on it this, tonight, the source. We need to get a revelation about the source, the source of this living water. Our source is from God in heaven. It's from God's throne. You think about nature, you think about rivers. Where do they get their source? They get their source when the rain falls on the mountains and the streams, the springs come up and the, and the streams begin to flow. And as they join, they form a flowing, a fast flowing river. And it's true to say that as Jesus reigns supreme in our lives, streams begin to form spiritually. And it becomes, and it's meant to become a mighty flowing river within our lives that doesn't only give us sustenance, but it flows out in Holy Spirit power and touches other people's lives. How can we tap into these streams? How do we drink from the source? Uh, what streams should we develop in our spiritual life? One, one stream that I would recommend, and it's, these are familiar things obviously, and they're biblical things, they're things that we know, worship. Personal times of worship, that, that's one stream that I, that I would recommend. Personal times, I know we have corporate worship, but think of those streams coming down and forming that river. Well, this is one of those streams. Get the distractions away. This is a big problem nowadays, is, is distractions. Uh, you know, you sometimes you need to just switch the phone off completely and, and just get alone with God, even if, even if you're not listening to music, uh, you know, because sometimes you could be listening to worship and a notifi notification comes in, next thing is you're distracted. But if you really want to drink 
from the, the living water. If you want to develop that stream, you're going to have to shut out the distractions. You might just have to sing with your voice to the Lord. That's what I would, that's one, one of the four streams. The other stream that I see that we should develop is Bible meditation. Bible meditation. You can study the Bible. You can read it from cover to cover. You can preach it. You, but Bible meditation, that's, that's something different. That's something different. It's not a new age thing. It's, it's, it's chewing over and chewing on the, the scriptures. Uh, and Pastor David himself has, has mentioned this uh, a number of times about chewing the cud, chewing the cud. And he's talking about cows and how they, they regurgitate and, and chew again. What does this look like? What do I mean by this? Let's just give, let me just give you an example. Get some time alone. Time to yourself. Turn to New Testament, maybe one of the Psalms. Uh, don't do this now. I'm just giving you an example. Um, try not to go to Leviticus or Numbers or somewhere like that. Um, I'm just going to dip in here at Psalm 85. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have, over, you have covered all their sin. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin. Lord, you have been favorable to me. You've brought me back from captivity. You've forgiven me of my iniquity. You've covered my sin. Lord, you've been favorable to my land. You've brought me back from captivity. You've forgiven my iniquity. You've covered my sin. Lord, you've been favorable to me. You've brought me back from captivity. You've forgiven my iniquity. You've covered my sin. Lord, do you get it? This is Bible meditation. If I, can, I can witness to this. I can testify, sorry, to this. This works. There's been areas in my life that I've seen no breakthrough until I began to meditate on the Bible in a proactive, consistent way like I've just described. So streams, worship, Bible meditation, and prayer, prayer. We don't have time to go into prayer. There's plenty of uh, sermons available from the sound desk there on prayer. And fellowship, fellowship. I think when we come together, as we experienced tonight in the worship, it's like drinking from the living waters, isn't it, Clifford? It is, it is, there's just nothing like it. It's just, I can't, it's hard to describe what it's like. It, it, fellowship, uh, koinonia, I think, uh, is the Greek word for fellowship. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, yeah, I think one of the streams we need to develop and we are developing and you being here tonight's evidence of that is is fellowship one with another but i think you know to really be able to receive it requires transparency one with another it requires you having some core friendships in your life where you can be honest you can be transparent and you can bear and share each other's burdens or confess sins to one another that times of refreshing may come from the presence of God as the scriptures say you will find 
a stream will develop. If you develop, you know, fellowship with, with believers, you will find that the living water will be able to flow much more freely in your life and you will be able to pour out to others if that is present. I remember I said there's two sort of revelations. Well, we've looked at that whole thing of the source. The source, the four streams. Worship, Bible meditation, prayer, fellowship. What about the channel? How does the Holy Spirit actually do his work on the earth today? Well, of course, the channel is you and I. Your life is the channel. And getting that as a revelation is, is, is different than just having it as head knowledge. When we realize and actually accept and actually take that reality on board that I am the channel. If God wants to get his work done on earth, I am part of making that happen. And his kingdom will be established and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do you want to be part of it? Do you want to be part of it? Because it will happen. God's purpose on earth won't be stopped by anybody. So you've, you've got an opportunity and I know many in here are partaking in that. I know many of you are involved in a number of ministries within the church and further afield. And you are allowing the Holy Spirit to let it flow in your life. You're the channel. You're the channel. I'm the channel. We're the channel. First and second Corinthians, of course, speaks of being co-workers with God and being Christ's ambassadors, and we're familiar with those. Heinrich Meyer's New Testament commentary says this. The divine grace and truth which the believer has received out of Christ's fullness into his inner life does not remain shut up within, but will communicate itself in abundant measure as a life-giving stream to others. The flowing forth of the water, moreover, is not to be understood as something operating upon the subject himself only, but as describing an efficacy in an outward direction. We need to let it flow. We need to let it flow. Let's determine tonight to let the living water of the Spirit out. Let's look for opportunities to witness, to share the gospel. And I just encourage you tonight, if you don't have an outlet for that, find an outlet. I was speaking to a man from another church recently who found an outlet. He, he felt dry in his spiritual life and, and, he, and he prayed and he asked God to give him something. And God's given him something uh, and it doesn't require, you know, seven days a week. It doesn't, it's not some big ministry. It is just, it's an outlet for the Holy Spirit to work and move in his life. And that is absolutely part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that Jesus came to establish. Uh, there's a big difference between what Christianity can look like today and what Jesus came to establish. A big difference, but there should be no difference. The kingdom of God is of power. It's not just of talk. Um, um, we'll go there shortly, but I'm taking a lot of time here, and I want to I want to just fast forward a little bit here. Let's look at Acts. Well, actually, no, don't turn to it because of time. Acts one and eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What is this power that is being talked about here? Well, it's the power to, to hear from God. It's the power to speak in tongues, to prophesy, to do signs, to do miracles, and to do wonders, and much more. We're seeing this. We're seeing this in 
the church are seeing this out on the streets. Whether you know or you're seeing it, uh, you know, or some of you are seeing it or not, I don't know. But I know that there are people in this church that are seeing it, are, are involved in it. They're seeing the power of the Holy Spirit. They're seeing miracles. They're, they're, even this week I heard of a testimony of someone in the church who prayed for a young lady who had a condition this week, and that condition has cleared up 95%. Uh, God has done a miracle. It is happening, folks, and God's desire is for his power to be made evident, to be made manifest. It's our responsibility to bring into manifestation, to bring into evidence the gifts of the Holy Spirit inside us. And I believe we can get there, church. We, in Moria Pentecostal Church, I believe we can get there. Sure, it's not our ability, it's not our power anyway. It's positioning ourselves where God can use us, where we're the channel, and it's his power that does it. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And again, we don't have time to look at it tonight. But I want to bring to your attention that word manifestation. It's a good translation of the Greek word phanerosis. Phanerosis means a manifestation, a making visible or observable. Electric energy in a light bulb. It's made manifest in the form of light and heat. The Swiss Army knife. I have here a, a, a pocket multi-tool. It's not quite a Swiss Army knife in my hand here. It's one item. Just like the Holy Spirit is one person within us. But when you put it to use and you open it out, it's, it's got a number of manifestations. And I'm, I'm making these visible and making these observable for you because this is, this is what we do with the Holy Spirit inside of us. In fact, I've got nine. I've got nine manifestations here. In this, in this pocket knife here. Uh, can you see those? Well, that's what we're to look like. We're to manifest and bring to light the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you another question tonight. Are you manifesting the living water or are you retaining the living water? Are you retaining the living water? Because my goodness, didn't we get topped up tonight with the worship? I mean, there's no excuse for drinking. But are we retaining that living water? Are we flowing in it? Are we letting it flow out? Even in the physical, water retention, which is also known as edema, takes place when a buildup of fluid remains in the body tissues. The entire body will swell, or just certain parts of it, depending on what the cause is. Could we become swollen Christians, in a sense? Receiving living water in abundance, but not releasing it. But I believe we can learn to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit to, to a greater degree than we're experiencing yet. We need to get the spiritual juices flowing. Even look at exercise in the natural. Lack of exercise is a common cause of water retention because muscle action is needed not only to keep blood flowing through the veins, but also to stimulate the lymphatic system to fulfill its overflow function. How's your overflow function tonight, spiritually? How's your overflow function? Remember in John 7, 38, it said, out of, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Where there's no flow, there's stagnation. Where there's no flow, there's stagnation. There's either a blockage at the source or there's a, there's a blockage in the channel. And I, I don't want us to, to become 
stagnant, stuck, stuck in a rut, stagnant Christians. I want to see the church flowing in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit, and I know you do too, because I know most of you well, and I, I know many of you for probably 20 years now, and I know that you want to see the power of God. I'm not trying to tell you anything tonight. I know you, and I know you want to see God move. I know you want to see people healed, saved, discipled. I think sometimes the risk that we can run is that self-deception is, is a difficult thing because we don't see it ourselves. You know, we need someone else to point it out. I'm not pointing it out in you, but I'm just saying that make sure there's people in your life that can point out your faults, point out where you're getting it wrong so that you don't become stagnant. You won't see it. You won't see it yourself. Someone once said, I don't need someone else to point out my faults. My wife does a good enough job as it is, you know. Stagnant. The state or condition of stagnating or having stopped as by ceasing to run or flow. A foulness or a staleness as one emanating from a standing pool of water. A failure to develop, progress or advance the state or quality of being or feeling sluggish and dull. Where there's no flow, there's stagnation. It costs, you know, to release this living water. And I want you to just realize and recognize again afresh tonight that it will cost you your time, it will cost your money, and it will cost your energy if you're going to let it flow tonight. But the world needs you. The unsaved need you. They need you walking and moving and flowing in the power of the Holy Spirit. The world out there is not interested in a gospel without power. Uh, Jesus is not interested in a kingdom without power. Just turn with me to the last scripture tonight, 1 Corinthians 4.20. Really short verse, but powerful, I guess. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's not in word, but in power. I don't want to labor this point tonight. If you, you know, you either get it or you don't. And we can talk a lot about the word of God. We can talk a lot about, and so we should. And we can talk a lot about doctrine or theology. But if there's no power, if there's no demonstration of power, something's missing. Because the kingdom of God is not in talk, it's in power. So let's go after that church. As we tail off 2018 and we come into 2019, let's set our faith level higher as we come to the end of this year. And I know it's a busy time of the year coming into Christmas, but let's just, let's just make a decision tonight to not let it just be talk and words, but let it be power. Let it be power. Let that be our prayer. Will we get there? Yes, I believe that we will. We will learn how to flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 16, there's a, a promise, promise of an overcoming church. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven.
and in Revelation 12 and 11. They overcame him because of the Lamb's blood and because of the word of their testimony. They didn't love their life even to death. This is what the end time church looks like. This is, excuse me, this is what they look like. The word of their testimony was powerful. They didn't love their lives even to death. And that's what I would encourage you tonight is to let the living waters flow out of your life tonight. If you just play that worship song there, Nicole, the little MP3 one down at the bottom there on the... I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight to respond. You could be dry tonight. You could be dull, stagnant. Just put plenty of volume on that song there. This is not manipulation. This is, this is an opportunity to allow God to connect with you tonight. If you want prayer tonight, you may be, as I said, you may feel stagnant, but you may feel joyful. You may feel wonderful. And I would say come forward and receive prayer. Come forward for more. Take a step of faith and ask God for more, for more. You know that we might be healing the sick, raising the dead even, cleansing those with skin disease, driving out demons. You know, freely we have received, freely give. And as I said, you asked Pastor if we could have some prayer, and he, he said if, if people wanted to come forward, that was fine. Um, uh, Ken, if, if anyone wants to come forward, and Ken, if you want to ask some of the men, that's what I'd urge you to do. Just, just everybody just stand and if look if you're comfortable you want to come forward for prayer um, I, I would encourage you to do that let's just lock back into what how this service started and how that amazing anointing was here in our midst amen Just come on forward and get some prayer tonight. Get topped up. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your Holy Spirit flow, Lord, in this place. Jesus, we need you, Father. We need you, Jesus. We want to see your power, Lord, in our lives, Jesus. Help us look for opportunities, Lord, to let it flow this week, Lord Jesus. For those that are dry and need a drink, Lord, would you just flow tonight in their life, Lord, as they look to you, Lord, as the source. Would you just pour out, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, pour out into their lives. Reinvigorate them, Lord. Bring them back to that first love. Bring them back into that love relationship with you that they maybe have lost. Bring this church to a place of power, Holy Spirit, we pray. We intercede. We ask you, Lord. Use us, Jesus. We're your channels. We're your vessels. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information, www.mpc.org.uk.